Merry Christmas! Oh, all the wings on sea. What in the hell did you just say? What did, what are you singing even? Merry Christmas! <laughs> are you doing the in sync Merry Christmas? Yeah, song? dude. Hold on one sec. Oh, all right. Let's let's pause the show. Let me you... let me just pause this for one second. Oh. Yes. Here's Mary. the thing that the people don't understand about what just happened. What just happened was Lev Man put me on hold, and God only knows what happened. Maybe your cable box came unplugged from your set. But what happened was you when you put your headphones down, you really did have in sync playing in the Merry background. Christmas and a happy holidays. Because I'm in those types of Merry Christmas, happy to, happy holidays moment. There, I'm 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 all pumped. I mean, you know, we're, we're excited for you, buddy. Granted, the song is 25 years old, but I mean, anytime you hear Justin hitting the falsetto and and JC, I think it's JC Chavez. Is that what Jesus his name is? Christ, how do you know this? Stuff? The Basser, Lance Bass, uh, and then the other two, Joey Fatone, I think, and. If you got that last name out there, I'd be be curious because I, I do not know. But I, you know, I, I was... That, that's a Christmas treat that you just named the whole NSYNC band. NSYNC band. But, so, uh, sort there of hasn't un- really been a, a new Christmas song. Think about it. Like an impactful... What was the last impactful Christmas song that came out? There's a lot on the radio that... I know Kelly Clarkson has one, but it's probably 20 years old. And... So I'm saying there, there, has, 20 there years hasn't been one in about 20 years and... That's why, uh, I mean, now granted, in the 90s, there was all, you know, Boyz II Men had one. Um, you know, you had all, all your classics. 80s, 80s, 90s. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Even uh, there were some in the in the early 2000s that were still pretty good. But uh, when, when did Mariah's come out? Mariah's came out. It had to be, I think we were in high school when Mariah's came out. So maybe 91, 92, 93. And it's interesting. Like she had to re-record it for, I guess, royalty sake. So she came out with a new version. I still think like every year, that's like the number one song or something. It comes out of it's, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. You know, you think Elvis, you think the Beatles with old songs and Mariah comes out of nowhere every year. And of course, obviously if you love the movie love, actually, I think we both talked about our affections of love actually in the past that's at the you know that's the school scene with all I want for Christmas is you and yep. and you Grant playing the British Prime Minister and at the end him and Natalie are on the stage and and or I guess she's Tiffany in the movie or whatever but she was on a show called EastEnders in England when I was living there so I always loved her Martine McCutcheon um, yep. and uh, yeah uh, so I always think of that song and. So you lived right near her in the in real life? No, 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 no. I I didn't. Well, she was a made up character. Uh, Well, I mean, I realize that, but I'm saying, but that, but that area, right, was like, did you recognize that? No, 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 no. It wasn't a real place. It was made to look like a real place, but they didn't film in London. They filmed on a set. I think they do did film in London. I did. So I guess I'm answering your question. That's all right. Uh, well, we're off to uh, an exciting start with uh, Christmas. And last time we talked about our favorite, I think I named my top five Christmas songs, which I'm not going to do again because I've forgotten. What them. was your top one? Uh, my top one is the Band-Aid song. Wow. Do they know it's Christmas time? And then I go, uh, you too, baby, please come home. 
Yeah. And then uh, the Eagles, Please Come Home for Christmas is three. Christmas isn't at Hollis is four. And then uh, I Not think the John five, and Yoko version, huh? Uh, what is yeah. it? War? War I mean, is five is probably off top. This is just off the top of my head. It's either Feliz Navidad, which I enjoy, or um, it is uh, New York City Christmas by uh, Rob Thomas, which I enjoy, which a lot of people don't understand. I like oh, Rob Thomas. Pumpkins have a great Christmas song, too. Christmas time is here. Now, is there there's a song by Tom Petty? It's Christmas all over. That's him, that. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good, that's like a good a song. Bruce Springsteen, but it is him. What are your favorite? Give me your top because I know you. I don't have a. I can't give you a top like that. I. I mean, I got to go with White Christmas. Okay, oh, we sort of relate one. to it also because. It's a I believe it's a Jewish music writer who wrote that song, and and he's talking about Christmas, so I sort of relate to it. I I, I love Christmas music, so you Me know too. I'm an unabashed Jew who loves Christmas music. Um, I like I like that Bruce Springsteen song where he where he gets Clarence involved. Clarence, you wanna you wanna you want a saxophone? Have you been good this Can't year? Have you been good? Yeah. How many y'all been good out there? Oh, that's oh, not, not, too not, many. not too many. Yeah. Um, I I gotta go with the Mariah Carey song. I mean, it's it's pretty classic. So that's about three. But I'll listen to everything. I sort yeah. of hate it when they just re-record it and just re-release it and keep doing the same and same old, you know, yeah, uh, without a spin on it. So yeah, yeah. There's some. Uh, you're. I bet you're a big uh, Last Christmas fan. By yeah. them. Last yeah, I... Christmas. I gave you my heart. Interestingly enough, I think that's an underrated Christmas song because I just yeah. think it makes people feel great. It makes people right. feel great. Because last Christmas, I gave you my heart. The very next day, you took it away. You gave it away. You gave uh, it away. Well, I never so get you, lyrics for it. You know what I think, though? I think that there should be maybe a distinction between, like, the classics. Because you can't be, you know, like, White Christmas is great and Frank... Like his stuff is amazing. And Nat King Cole. Nat King Cole, right? They exactly. actually, if you have serious radio, they do. They have the Christmas Christmas classics, and then they have Holly. And Holly is all pop. It's all pop Christmas. Like Wham would be in there, and yeah. modern contemporary. Although uh, Last Christmas is now like, uh, if I'm correct, about almost forty years old. That version, and that Band Aid oh, yeah, cover right. is about forty years old, which is crazy. Surprised that Duran Duran never did a, a Christmas song. I, I feel like they're a band that would be ripe for something like that. I think they were in Band Aid, right? Were they one of the groups that was uh, in Band Aid? Simonable was it? Uh, Simonable. And uh, obviously, George Michael was in it. Because, uh, right. Yeah. Stacey and that spurned, Bono, if you remember, Bob that spurned Yelda. the celebrity music cause for, you know, We Are the World. I think Canada had a version. I mean, they, you know, it was a time of well-intentioned good in the world, 1980s, and then culminated with uh, Live Aid um, uh, in the summer of 85. But without Band-Aid, you certainly wouldn't have had Live Aid. And who's the only artist, you should know this, I think you do, to play both Live Aid Oh, this Aid is sets. easy, man. Mr. Phil Collins. Oh, the, the, the one and the only. Man, the legendary. Yeah, because, and he, I saw something once where he said, like, he couldn't help himself like but in 85 he overdid it like he 
remember he was music videos and then he was still involved with Genesis and it, he overexposed himself and then set him up for the downfall where he looks awful these days, Phil Collins. Well, it's not because of 85 though. He had a, um, I read he had about- hip, hip issues, I think. Yeah. Well, he had a back surgery that, uh, something went wrong and he got drop foot from it. And then yeah. that's caused him all kinds of problems where like he, he, he can't stand at concerts. Remember Genesis. When was the, when was the Genesis last tour? They did a, a number of years ago and he was two years ago and, and they, he couldn't he stand fell out of the chair. It was so sad, man, but yeah. he sounds like a million bucks still. He sounds yeah. really good, but it's just sad to see someone. Cause I, I saw him in concert back with Eric Connor in like uh 91 i think it was it was the um oh what was the tour um i can picture the it was a live album and it had a merry-go-round on the front anyway he's great he's great he's Peter so good. his voice is still like phenomenal it's like one of those voices to me that just gives me goosebumps when i hear it you know it's interesting you had him take over for peter gabriel who had a sold out concert tour the two of them are now, you wonder if they would ever tour again with one another. I guess Phil Collins is not able to, but they're yeah. just great, the two of them. Yeah, and Peter Gabriel's touring, I think, next year, if I'm not mistaken. He's still, because he a had a record out. That, yeah. that's, just, you know, that's exciting. Um, man, I love talking some, some good music stuff. And what are your plans for Christmas, first of all? Uh, so I'm working on Sunday at, at the BB, the Best Buy. Um, before the last day before my vacation, which is great. Sunday night, I get done at around 7.15. I guess I'll have something to watch on TV. They now have Sunday night football again. Now that Sunday night football is playing on Christmas, I'll have something to do on Sunday. Uh, I'll be home watching some TV with mom. Uh, maybe watch. We always seem to watch Midnight Mass for some reason. I don't. I don't know why, but I think we like the spectacle of everything. It's sort of interesting. And then uh, Monday, I'm off, and uh, Christmas Day, I'm off. I'm going to uh, synagogue, Irish Kodesh. They're having a special program day, which is interesting. Chinese food, which is very uh, kosher Chinese food, which is not the biggest interesting thing. But they're they're showing a documentary on, I guess. This the Israeli baseball team that went to the World Baseball Classic, I guess, about four years ago. And um, of course, most of the people on that baseball team, of course, were American Jews. Uh, And there's that tie in that they were experiencing really anti-Semitism for the first time. A lot of these guys and um, I'm sure I'll recognize a couple of the players uh, because I, you know, I I, I, Sean Green on that team. I think he was on that team. I think and he was on that team. And, and maybe Euclid, Kevin Euclid, maybe. I think one of those guys might have even managed the team, too. One of the older guys. I think he was a player manager. So, uh, is yeah. Is Gabe Kapler a Jew? Gabe Kapler is a Jew. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. And and sounds like he was fired and now has got a general manager position. He does. I miss that. Where's Something he- like that. Something like that, which maybe that makes sense. Actually, he's obviously a smart guy. Maybe not a great manager, but a smart guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's smart. He used to talk about these abstract concepts and no one really understood what he was talking about. Um, so, you know, and Can- then, yeah. you know, like the people used to have a lot of fun with it because of his, um, his like underlying homosexual comments. Yeah. And like 
I, like it's I don't know. Like who cares? I don't care who we who he loves. Not I, not I, a progressive guy, a let's say. What do I give a shit? But like it's just it's just funny, like the way that that he used to talk and the radio used to have a good time with him. But uh I'll tell you who's not having a good time. That's called yeah. a segue, my man, is your Philadelphia Eagles and my Philadelphia Eagles. Boy, is it I, rough. I know the first two losses were horrible. Why did this loss feel a little bit worse? Because uh, you know what? There wasn't a doubt in my mind that they should have won that game. They should have won that game. There are so many problems, so many problems with this team. This offense looks dysfunctional. That defense couldn't stop, couldn't stop Drew Locke with two minutes left in the game. So there's a lot there. Obviously, that's a uh, a brief overview, but there's more, more, more problems than that. I think you, it's the defense, obviously uh, Matt Patricia was calling the shots. That's a disaster at this point that you fired your defensive coordinator with what four games left in the season or didn't fire him, but demoted him. He, I, I don't even know what position he actually has with the team. Uh, I think our major concern has got to be the offense at this point. I mean, I don't know what the heck's going on. Yeah, you know, we've been uh, handing out flowers and and singing platitudes for most of the year, um, but we got to call it like we see it, and this is a Drek show, and everyone deserves blame here. Um, everyone from, you know, we really haven't been too critical of Sirianni, but as the point person, uh, this is, a lot of this is on him. Um, yeah. There are, you are absolutely right about the Seattle Seahawks. The reason why I think it hurts is because, you know, you could understand Dallas. And Dallas uh, lost. That, Dallas that lost one, that, that day. One hurt. That one hurt bad because they, 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 they pummeled us, you know? Yeah. Um, and the 49ers, they pummeled us too. And so it's back-to-back pummelings. And then you go out to Seattle and you're like, okay, we're playing a backup quarterback. We had a little bit of extra time because those last three games were all on short rest. We had a little bit of extra time and uh, playing a backup quarterback, changed our defensive coordinator, and we come out and do the same bumbling shit. Like Now, granted, we didn't have those mistakes that we made in the Dallas game that you and I had outlined with the fumbles and the turnovers, but we did have the turnovers, and they came from one person, and that was our, our star quarterback, our mega talent, Jalen Hurts. Now, I know he was battling some sickness, um and and i appreciate his warrior mentality and i will also say that if you're gonna play and i haven't heard him use his sickness as an excuse you gotta play like if you're gonna play then then you gotta accept everything that comes with that whether it's the praise or whether it's the gong to quote the great tribe Called quest they said don't <laughs> deserve the gong don't deserve the praise and so jalen hurts does deserve both of these things the the decision making is has been horrible horrible and my concern and i brought this up a few weeks ago is if you notice when jalen hurts gets pressure he immediately leaves the pocket he floods right he floods left and that's what he does instead of climbing up in the pocket and stepping up into that pocket and the, the offensive line did their job this week they actually kept him pretty upright pretty clean but the 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 moment that there was, and th- we've been seeing this a lot this season, and it's very troubling. The moment there was any pressure, he would scurry out to his right, scurry out to his left, and that cuts off your angle. That cuts off how much of the field you can use, you know? So I I, I don't know what's going on. 
the Eagles are so predictable. Did you see, I don't know if you heard about this, but on the Manning cast, they had Christian McCaffrey come in and yeah. the Eagles are in a huddle and they go to the line and he he calls the play before they even run the play. A running back from the San Francisco 49ers is calling our fucking plays. Are you serious with this? Yeah, so what do you do? I don't think it's fixable this year. I think it's going to start in the offseason. That's the problem. I don't think it's too little time to fix this. Yeah, I mean, it would it would be I'll tell you what would be a nice start. A couple of things that I think are fixable right away. How about this? Ready? Yeah. I know we know Nick Sirianni listens to our podcast. One, run a damn slant. You have AJ Brown, who is a load to bring down. He is a freight train. Why would you not? When was the last time you saw us throw a slant to AJ no, Brown? Certainly throws Brown. enough of those stupid screen passes that just oh. look. Uh, you throw a screen to Goddard and you have Devontae Smith blocking. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right? That that is functionally a shit play. It is. Like yeah. and Devontae's not a terrible blocker, but that you have him trying to block a linebacker. Like, what yeah. are you doing? And then like run slants. AJ, like I said, is a locomotive. And then Devontae, he is he ha, he runs such crisp patterns, has great hands. Throw him a slant. Like let put the ball in these guys' hands and let these guys make the plays because Jalen's not making them. Unfortunately, the plays that Jalen's are Jalen's making are bad plays. Then we he throws that that we're up 17 to 13 with eight minutes left. You're driving the field. They're not stopping you. You are driving the field. You score, you win this game. And what right. do we do? He he throws a bomb to Quez Watkins. Are you kidding? Like well, that, what yeah. is this, Drac? It's Drac. What Quez Hopkins? The next time he fights for a ball will be the first time he fights for a ball. This guy loses every 50-50. He didn't even give. He it was like, and yes, he was interfered with, but he didn't even try to knock the ball down. Then the Eagles with when when we had the ball, we were driving again, and it was twenty eight seconds left. And what does he do? He goes deep, throws into. To deep to AJ Brown. Are you kidding me? Use your short. We have a great kicker. We were down three at that Could point. Have tied it, yeah. Right. Dump it yeah. off. Like, and if you see the the replay, guess who was open? Devontae Smith was open across the middle. Guess who was open for a short dump off? Uh, Kenny Gainwell was open right there. Like, use your like. Stop with this deep ball shit. It's not working right now, and you're killing us. Your turnovers are killing us. That was that fired was up, fired up. Well, well said. Uh, was it? It was two th two interceptions. What is his number this year on that? I mean, it's turnovers are. Um, I think it's like seventeen. It's like outrageous. He leads the league in turnovers. And what happened? Was it the the? I always hate it when they say the league gets caught up to this guy. Is that is? I mean, is that true or is it just he's become predictable and? He hasn't taken that next step in his game. I mean, the guy's only all of 25 years old. He's not old by any means. He's not old. But uh, I sort of think the verdict is out on him for the remainder of the year that this is a team that I remember last week calling you and saying they're going to win the next four games. Now I have to eat that. I think they could win the next three games and, and leave this go into the offseason. Uh, not the offseason, the playoffs at about, what, are 13 and four, but – that is a, a pretty hollow 13 and four. And do they even beat the Giants this week? Please tell me, yes, they're going to beat the Giants this week with Tommy DeVito. The Tommy DeVito led Giants that actually lost last weekend because I remember, oh, we've had to hear the Tommy DeVito story. He lives at home with his mother. He's a he's the Jersey story. You know, 
I mean, is there something to look hopeful for on Christmas Day this year? Oh, Tommy DeVito, who said they, they asked him about the most hostile environment. Did you see this? The most hostile environment he's ever played in. And he named like Roman Catholic in like North Jersey was the most hot. Like this guy is in for a rude awakening when he gets to Philly and they are going to let that guy have it. Um, but what type of crowd is this going to be? Is this going to be a happy crowd or a pissy crowd? That's a great question. I mean, it's Christmas Day. Um, it's going to be. Um, I think they're going to be a loud, boisterous, angry crowd. And yeah. I think there's going to be very short leash on that offense before you hear the boos come out if they're not executing. Here's the thing, too. Uh, I don't know. Sirianni said after the game that the reason why they threw that play to AJ was because they were trying to get a pass interference. Again, you don't like, you don't do that to get a you, pass interference. Again, right. That's like junior high coaching, right? Like yeah. these are things that you know and I know and every like the things we've outlined, like they're not things that that like are, are it's not it's not like you know, we're talking rocket science here. Like it's very obvious things. And like I don't understand what's happening. So I heard one theory which I think is is really interesting. So Shane Steichen, who of course is uh taking the Colts and like they're they're in playoff contention, right? Like with that, right. they lost their quarterback. It's unbelievable what he's doing over there. Gardner Minshew. Yeah. And I mean, and, I don't think we were ever gonna have an opportunity to resign Gardner Minshew anyways, because he wants a starting job. Guess what? He's gonna get a starting job next year, Gardner Minshew. You're probably right, man. And and you know, with, with Steichen, what I heard was that he would come in every uh and he was the OC last year for the birds. So he would come in each week and he would go through all the things that a player did wrong. And he would go over those things. And then he would talk about the things that the player did right. Every, every like Monday after the game, when they were going through game film, he would do that. And so one theory that I heard is that with uh, Brian Johnson now managing in charge of the entire offense, is anyone doing this with Jalen yeah. Hurts? Because he is still young. He doesn't have that many career. Now he has, you know, he's obviously has a lot more career starts, but he, he needs this kind of like this kind Input. of steering. And and, yeah. and the other thing that they said was with Brian Johnson, he he was he was very detailed with Jalen Hurts because he was the quarterback coach. And so you wonder if he now manages the entire offense. He probably doesn't have the time to to have those detailed meetings with Jalen Hurts, but that doesn't mean that whoever their quarterbacks coach is right now shouldn't be doing that. And I I you know I think Jalen that contract he wants to prove that he's a big money guy and he's worthy of the money. And unfortunately, he's not he's not proving that at all. And and you know there's a podcast that came out that I listened to, um, and it's by Jeff McLean who writes for the Philadelphia Inquirer, and he alluded to. Uh, some locker, and this is the first time I've ever heard this, some locker room dissension with Jalen Hurts with the way that he's very, um, you know, he's very, he doesn't show any emotion. He doesn't open up and that he's not opening up to his teammates. And, and there's some concern within the Eagles organization that he is not uh, necessarily, he's a leader, but he's not necessarily uh bonding himself with the locker room. And that was the first I'd ever heard of that. So all you ever hear is this guy's such a leader. Yeah, so, you do hear that. And right. It feels I, like the, the, the seams are starting to come apart in, uh, in Philly right now. Yeah. That sucks. 
That sucks. It sucks because I think most of us, regardless, we said a win is a win. I remember we said that for weeks. A win is a win. And, you know, doesn't matter how ugly it is. Well, at a certain point, I guess it does matter how ugly it is because those mistakes that you made start to get magnified. And, and uh, yeah, yeah. So I think, can we just go and do our predictions? I, I don't think we need to put a score in these predictions because I don't think these scores mean anything. I think the Eagles are going to beat the Giants. I could care less what the score is. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think they need to win this game. Yeah, um, they do need to win this. This is a must win for the birds, no doubt about it. And they had a gift last week in that. I think that's the other reason why this one hurt because they had a gift. The Cowboys Dallas, lost, right? They didn't only lose. They got exposed again, the Cowboys. Yep, they sure did. I mean, this is why for those cockroach fans out there, those Dallas Cowboys <laughs> fans, every time you pump your chest, this team got exposed again for the 40th time since 2000, since 1995, regardless of what the names are, it's the same uniforms every year they get exposed, whether it be Quincy Carty, I threw that name out of the past, University of Georgia quarterback, whether it be uh, Tony Romo, it's another exposed quarterback, Uh, and now Dak, who granted he sounds like he's going on to win the MVP, please tell me that ain't ain't it so, because I mean, if you're... I know we're in a quarterback heavy league, but I mean, I would still rather give it to a Christian McCaffrey than a, than a, than a, a Dak Prescott who is still one. I think what one playoff game or two playoff games. I think he's won one. Uh, Brock Purdy's probably going to win the MVP um, as the quarterback of the 49ers. Ole but, Miss, Ole Miss quarterback there. But he's, is he Ole Miss? Are you sure? I thought he was, but I I might be. Keep I talking. Uh, oh, I shut yeah. my phone off. Check it out for me. Uh, and then, you know, what we talked about with the Eagles, though, we didn't even touch on the defensive side of the ball. I know you mentioned yeah, the defensive side. Yeah. Right. But that what, was it 158 the in the game? 158 playing against Drew Locke, who I can't even remember. Did Drew Locke play for the, the Titans? Was that him? Uh, or was he from somewhere else? And I mean, I, I think it's a great Locke, story. He's a new father. Yay, Drew Locke. He's a new father. I heard that on the, the ESPN broadcast. And he sort of like has found he's found he's found a comfortable setting for him in Seattle. No one I know I'm gonna people are oh he's a journeyman quarterback. Well he beat your defense. Uh and that shouldn't have happened. He did. And I you know, the whole Matt Patricia change, I just want to comment on one thing. Like, look, if if the defense was getting shredded, and so I have mixed feelings about that, like I think they I have a theory. I haven't heard anyone else say this, but this is my theory. I think that Sirianni was, and maybe this is completely way off base. I think Desai, remember how the whole defensive coordinator thing came about, yeah. right? We went advanced Fangio. Uh, I think we talked about this last week. Fangio, uh, first of all, Gannon screwed us over with the Cardinals. So um, Vangio had left by the time before Gannon resigned to take the Cardinals job, even though he'd met with him over the Super Bowl. And then, so we're last with our last pick. I think that Desai may have been a Sirianni hire. And I wonder if uh, Joey and uh, Howie, uh, I'm sorry, Jeffrey and Howie didn't bring in, uh, you know, what's his nuts? Patricia. Patricia. No, Patricia Patricia. as a fallback. Yeah, it would have helped if it wasn't four games left in the season. 
I know. So I mean, is, is Patricia your, I guess he's your defensive coordinator next year. Well, yeah. I mean, it sucks because they had the, uh, and I, I think you were on this text when I said like they had Denard Wilson, who's now yep. moved on to the Brown or to the uh, Ravens and is going to be a future defensive coordinator. It's a shame because he would have been perfect, but the Eagles screw that up because he got pissed that they didn't offer him the defensive coordinator position. So they just have really failed. And then Howie has failed this team with like his complete, like, uh, what's the word? Um, not ignorance, his complete, uh, I mean, I guess you could say just ignoring the back seven between right. the linebackers and the defensive backs. You know, it's it's really unfortunate because, again, if not to play uh, revisionist history, but if you remember, they originally wanted Chauncey Gardner-Johnson back and didn't want to bring Bradbury back. Bradbury looks like he is cooked, man. Yep. He looks like he is cooked. And uh, he's been getting beaten just routinely. And the good news is, like, Kelly Ringo, Kelly Ringo had a pretty good game. But, you know, I think, obviously, the jury's still out on him and some of the other you know, pick six Ricks, Eli Ricks and Georgia Josh picks. Everyone's a Georgia yeah. guy. I, I, so we got just to let you know, I wanted to keep you updated because we had a problem last week. We've got nine minutes, 38 seconds. Okay. Minutes. So uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to get to my score prediction, but we didn't even talk about defense and the issues there. I have no problem. There's a lot of defensive Patricia. issues. I, I want to Patricia as my DC next year though. I yeah. agree with you. I don't want him. Uh, I'm going to go with the Eagles, and I think it's going to be a really ugly game. I think it's going to be like, and like, even the score is going to be ugly. It's going to be like an 18 to like 13 game or something. Ugly Just makes like you that. feel good on Christmas. I'll tell you that. Can I can I change the subject? To segue to something that? How about Joel and Bean? Maybe the best Sixer. Wow. Ever. I know that's unheard of, but this guy putting up numbers that Dr. J, Allen Iverson, Charles Barkley could never touch. I mean, maybe I'm out there and saying that. I mean, I know where you can make the argument for Will Chamberlain, but this guy is amazing. And the only reason why I don't think we give him more credit is because it's happening now. And maybe the team isn't the best team in the NBA right now, but this team, I mean, he's doing some amazing things. I wonder what his scoring average is. Do you have an idea what his average is? I, it's, I, is it 35? I thought I saw. 35. And he is leading the league in scoring. It's outrageous. Yeah. I mean, the numbers he's putting up are like a video game. It's, it's insane what he's done. He's a clear cut MVP favorite. He has thrived in this Nick nurse offense. Um, you know, thankfully he's been healthy. Like this six, I was talking to somebody in the gym today who I met, who's from Delaware. He's a guy that I know now, you know, cause we've talked a couple of times, but I don't know him, but um, and we were just talking about what a joy the Sixers like. Yeah. It is such a fun team to watch right now. Um, and I think in large part because James Harden is no longer there and he sucks so much oxygen out of the room. But like you see the growth of Maxi, and even Embiid alluded to this. He said, hey, it's the fourth quarter. He's like, I know that it's Maxi time. You know, last yeah. night Maxi scored 15 in the fourth quarter. These two guys are really like learning to play together. I mean, exceptionally well. And just the depth that we have now on this team, it's really exciting. And, you know, there's rumors, too, that we, you know, someone said one. OG Anobi, I saw that in Zach Levine. And well, they, they said, yeah, I mean, that may be like longer term, um, you know, but they said, I think that the Sixers, he said, when they trade for a couple of shooters, 
like it's going to be a lot of fun for these this team. So um, I don't know what that what that's supposed to mean, but I, I you know I, I know what it means obviously. So it means that we're probably still the third best team in the Eastern Conference, and but you know the good thing about being the third best team in the Eastern Conference is you're probably looking at being the third best team in the NBA right now because the top three of the Eastern Conference are probably the top three teams in basketball right now. Do you do you fear playing any of those teams right now? Like, is there a team that you're like? Well, why is it the Celtics just own us every year? Yeah, you have to fear the Celtics, and uh, I, I, I don't fear as the Bucks as much as the Celtics. But what is it that the Celtics have on this team? I mean, they just own us. They just own us. Own us. Own us. Yeah, uh, they do. Although we won earlier this year, we beat them. We did, we and then when they lost the 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 next two. Yeah. So. so I mean, we're going to – I want to see how good this team really is. And when I see a team that I think is is really good, I want to play the best because it's the ultimate measuring stick. So when do we play the Celtics next? Because I'm looking It's not to for it. a while. It's not for a while. Now, I mean, this team is – They. I am actually hanging out with Matt Reagan tonight. We are going to go watch the Sixers game. If they win tonight, they will go into that Christmas game against Miami 20 and eight. I didn't yes. think this team was going to be 20 and eight when we were talking. Nobody did, man. And uh, I got to say something. It, it shapes up for an interesting Christmas. You have the Eagles giants of four twenty five, and then the Eagles, uh, excuse me, then the Sixers heat at eight on Christmas. So oh, I didn't I'm, know we were the eight game. I thought they were the eight game, which was a little bit surprising to me because that's the prime game. Right. Yeah, but but it's an eight o'clock game. It's in Miami. They for some reason will never give us a damn Christmas Day game here in Philadelphia. I guess this year makes sense because you know you got the Eagles at four twenty-five. But I think we would love to have a Christmas game in Philly. I think it would be great to have a Christmas game in Philly. Um, but yeah, so we're the eight o'clock game, and uh, so it's going to give you a good taste. Uh, some sports, I'm sure. B Mart. He's going to be watching the game. He's He's got his man cave there. And uh, all you other Philly sports fans out there, I'm sure you're going to be watching as well. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's, and this, like I said, this has just been a fun journey. And I think the contributions they're getting from whether it's Rocco or uh, Batum. Bobby, what's that? Or Nicholas Batum, right. Or Pat Bev. Like it's just Marcus Mur Morris Jr. <laughs> Marcus Morris, who's, who's actually played quite well. Lately. Yeah. So, you know, Paul Reed, uh, I mean, he's always been a contributor, but like just seeing these We've guys, always talked about the role players. We've been talking about it for five years, remember? Yeah. And how we didn't have role players. Yeah. Uh, how is how's the minivan doing this year? I don't think he's doing much. Bang, bang. George Georgie Yang. Yang, as Kate Yang, Scott will say. So I'm um, excited. It sounds like you're excited. And the Flyers are doing the well. The Flyers are yeah, doing well. The Flyers are on that. TV tonight, too. Uh, they are really exciting. And and you know what? Lucky for the Eagles that both of these teams are doing so well because it's less – if they were really sucking it up, it's less attention that would people would be uh, paying to the Eagles' dysfunction. And, the, and I just have – as we're getting into the three-minute mark, I have something beautiful to say. Spring training is only two months away. Shame that uh, Phillies couldn't land Yamamoto, but he's – And he went to the Dodgers in. as well. They spend a billion dollars on two guys. It's insane. Two. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I'll tell you. the And you know what? It still doesn't guarantee the Dodgers winning shit. 
No. That's the that's the interesting thing I think we found out about baseball that it's the farm system that does everything in baseball these days. Look at your Tampa Bay Rays there. <laughs> if they could just keep some of those guys, they'd be they'd be a World Series champion already. Yeah, but you know you gotta you gotta add some stuff to it because the Rays haven't the Rays haven't been to the World Series in a little while, right? Well, they had that Dodgers Rays series, the bubble season. Uh, what was that? 2020? Twenty in Arlington. Oh, you're right. For three years. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh, it is about the farm system, but it's also about having the financial means to bring in some talent. And hopefully, the Phillies. I read a report today that they're not done. Like while they're not looking to like make another huge splash, they are looking to fortify their pitching, which I feel like they're always doing that. And then maybe they do that it. every year. They do and that every year for an outfielder, just in case uh, Rojas does not make the team out of spring training. So we got a lot to look forward to. Uh, I'm hoping we, we sure can do, do a show, our best of show, although uh, I don't know how we do a best of show in, in 30 minutes, but we can certainly do our best next week that we'll I know you'll the be worst of show. Maybe we try of- not pausing the recording and then we'll get a little more record time. I don't I don't think it did anything in my defense. But uh, you know what wanna... it is? when you're singing the Christmas favorites, man, time goes by so quickly. Yeah. I want to wish you and your family uh, a Merry Christmas. I know you don't celebrate it. I want to wish my family a Merry Christmas, although we don't celebrate it. But I do want to I do want to wish all our uh, Christian uh, friends and families out there a Merry Christmas. And even those that aren't Christian, anyone who celebrates Christmas and loves this time of year. Uh, I'm quoting in sync again. Uh, happy holidays, and I hope it's a great weekend for you. And uh, shout out to old Steve O. It's his birthday, so happy oh, birthday tomorrow, Steve O. That's right. Uh, that's right. Happy man. birthday! I know you keep on listening out in Arizona. That's right. And our condolences to Joe Rosen and his yes. family for the passing of his father. Very, very sad to hear that. So yes. he's a very yes. kind man. So yeah. Well, Adios, senor. Very good Christmas, too, buddy. Happy Chinese food and movie watching. <laughs> bye bye. See ya.